1: Become a member during our 2017 summer drive to get access to sweet swag and pledge your support to the world's only food radio station. Visit heritageradionetwork.org slash donate to become a member now.
2: Why and how do we love? That's what we dig into every single week. Today, Ben and I are taking an entire show to ask each other those simple questions in the first of our Me and You series. It's Monday, June 19th, and this is Love Bites Radio. Welcome to Love Bites, coming at you live from Heritage Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Raposo. I'm 35 and single, and you can find me as at WordsFoodArt.
3: And I am your other host, Ben Rosenblatt. I am 34 in a relationship, and you can find me as at BenRoseNYC. And I'm
2: binge eating fingerling potatoes right now. It is
3: summer in the city, and we have the air conditioning on here in the studio, but both of us are still sweating. My heart is pounding. Why is that?
2: It could be the sodium. Maybe it's the salt. I'm going to say it's the salt.
3: I'm going to say it's the our nerves. Our
2: series. It's been a long time since we've talked about our love lives on the show. <sighs> my lack of love life on the show. So that's what we're going to do today. We're kicking off a new series, Benjamin, and we're so smart. We've created a situation in which we are now both... A little, a we're, little, we're, we're a little. Let's be honest, we're dreading it. We're dreading it, a little bit. We're, <laughs> exci- we're excited and we're nervous.
3: It's about to what get real. You, over why here. don't you
2: explain what we're doing?
3: Okay, um, we are really just getting to the bottom of...
2: Well, our series, our, so, so our, our, uh, we just finished our new beginning series, and now we're going to our Me and You series. So for the rest of the summer, it's just two people and a microphone. So today, it's Me and You, Ben. Me and you, and you and me no matter how they toss the dice it had to anyway keep going the only one the longer you keep going you, the
3: the, the the longer so it is until we have to start together? start answering these questions so um, so yes today we're going to oh, interview each other. each other and to choose who
2: yeah so you so you just hit an anniversary a year in your relationship with Ms. Diana a
3: year uh, we just year passed a year since our first kiss actually
2: so how many anniversaries do you have? Do you have a first one? <laughs> and <laughs> that a
3: first, didn't come much like, later. it committed-
2: <laughs> <Did laughs> oh.
3: out loud. Um,
2: <laughs> um, okay, and and so you're so you're the coupled one and I'm the single one. So we're going to interview each other on what we know about love and ourselves and our lives, blah, 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 blah.
3: Yes, so um, to, go f- to, right. to choose who's yeah. going to go first, rock, paper, we're going to play a little rock, paper, Quack, scissors because right? I don't want to be the one. Wait, so we do first.
2: rock, paper, scissors and then shoot. rock,
3: shoot. paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, ready? Rock, Rock, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Uh, oh, I win. Wait, do, win. Oh, wait,
2: but is it, so that means you go first. So I ask you first. Shit. Yes.
3: God, do we have to do two out of three?
2: No. Uh, we don't have time. We're a short show. Okay. Short, short, show. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. okay. So, um, so first, actually, Ben, why don't you describe to your listeners the ABCs of your relationship status now? Okay. Because for those who are not familiar, we're talking very fast. Let's take a deep breath. <sighs> so for new listeners to Love Bites Radio... Two summers ago, we started out as purely a dating relationship for those in the food world and hospitality show. And we've evolved since then into a relationships of all sorts show. But in the beginning, we talked a lot about our, our, both of our quests for love. We were both single. Ben is not single anymore. So Ben, give us the ABCs of your relationship status, por favor.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm in a really happy relationship um, of Yay. about a year and we spent a lot of time together and uh yeah I don't know I mean I don't really know what else to say other than that that won't be I don't think maybe answered later on
2: okay well so first i mean we a lot of the beginning of the show as we were dating we talked about sort of your concerns about commitment and but you wanted commitment but as we were talking about the women you were dating It was about finding, but being nervous about commitment. So what do you most enjoy about being in a relationship that you didn't expect?
3: Yeah, um, I enjoy a lot about it, including all of the little things like um, having a partner, which is not a little thing, but having a partner, I enjoy the... Quiet moments together. I enjoy the fun times out together. I you guys do
2: very well with that. Like you're very like you were saying earlier today that almost that yesterday at like four thirty. Like let's go to it. You're both. You are both like let's go to Atlantic City. We for almost night. had an
3: impromptu trip to Atlantic City. So she can keep
2: I? up with you, which is
3: awesome. She can. And but we're also very good at being lazy and not doing anything together. Um, and so that works. That's a great aspect of our relationship. Is kind of like what we like to do with our time we do together and that's great but I do think the thing I like most that I didn't expect which is what you asked is the feeling after a conflict has been resolved um, and the feeling of deepening the bond when I have a fear about something and we then it kind of maybe blows up a little bit we have an argument or you know we talk through something serious and then we're at kind of like a new place and it feels really good to have like gotten something out in the open and move past it and still be together and move forward.
2: What, what's the unexpected part of that?
3: Um, just I didn't realize that that would feel so good to do that. Like I don't obviously like when we get in an argument and that there's some of that or, you know, where we, where there's conflict in the relationship, there's some of that that can feel not so good. Um, but it's... I, I guess I just didn't realize what the moment after is like and how kind of nice it feels to have moved past something.
2: Can you give me an example of something where you were maybe concerned that you wouldn't resolve it and move past?
3: Mmm... Yeah, um... We have different needs as far as like how much space the two of us need in the relationship. And I felt like expressing my side of that story, my, what I, my needs, might push her away. And I think she maybe feared the same thing for me. And then we both did that. We got it out in the open. We had a nice discussion about it. We both found ways to feel like we we're both going to meet each other's needs in that regard. And then now we're doing that.
2: And and neither of you walked away, and neither of you.
3: Right. Like neither of us scared the other person away. Right. Right.
2: Awesome. Um, So (laughs) I don't know if this is too loosey goosey of a question, but like, how does the world look differently to you now as a committed and loving partner than it did when you were single? Like, has it changed how you view other people, or love, or how you feel about yourself? Yeah.
3: I think. The the answer is actually no, it hasn't, and I think the thing that I'm most proud of and encouraged about the relationship is that my worldview remains completely intact in this relationship, and I don't feel like—I feel completely sober and myself and, like, right in line with what I think a relationship is and should be in this relationship I don't feel blinded by rose colored glasses. I don't feel like, you know, I see the world differently, which to me would actually, I think, kind of be a little bit of a red flag. Like, I feel, feel it's very funny that much you say like, that, though. Yeah, go ahead. It's funny
2: that you say that, though, because I would expect the opposite from you. Like, you, we've talked a lot in the past about you wanting this, like, this big transformative, like this almost dramatic sort of love, and being worried about settling for something that didn't feel
1: yeah big.
2: And so to hear you say that, like there aren't rose-colored glasses, and that you know you don't feel shifted. Like, so is this something that has think, evolved for yeah, you? Yeah. Well, or? no. I
3: mean, I think that the chasing of that feeling of something big is actually a manifestation of fear of commitment. Mm. Like when you find the thing that makes you feel like totally head over heels, Gaga, and like you view the world in a different way, it's probably like it's taking you away from who you are and what you think and feel and believe. And I feel like I was chasing something for many years that was going to make me feel like someone I'm not. Mm. That's was gonna save me from my. Uh, Worldview Save me from my cynicism. Save me from my boring life. And now, like, I still am a cynical person, and I still am, like, bored with my own life sometimes. And I still am, like, kind of a miserable person a lot of the time. Aww. And yet, like, I have this thing that is working and is real and is not intended to save me from that, but is, like... You know, a significant part of my life.
2: All right, so miserable person. Um, I would never actually consider you. I would never look at me. I've been
3: <laughs> such a miserable well, person. You know,
2: um, but like, no, I get it. I get it. So, so miserable person. Uh, where do you like be? Honest, 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 honest. Where do you want your relationship to go? Like, what do you see for the future? What do you want for the future? And is that different than what she wants? Is it the different? If it, are you guys on the same path with? The indefinite future of your relationship. One year in now.
3: Good question. Thank you. Um, The honest, 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 honest answer. Honest, 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 honest. Of where I see it going is that I want our relationship to grow in such a way that it continues to enhance both of our lives. Um, people grow and change, and needs within a relationship grow and change, and I want our relationship to continue to grow in such a way where our bond deepens and we are both meeting each other's growing and changing needs. I don't personally have, at least at this point, needs or desires um, for, or I don't view our relationship on any sort of, like, track. Like, as far as, like, tangible things like milestones to be reached. Um, She does. And so we differ a little bit in that regard.
2: A little bit or more than a little bit. Mm. Has it been a problem?
3: It's been something that we've had to talk about um, and that we like need to communicate about and make our points of view more clear to each other so that we can more fully understand what it is we want and why we want it. Um, and I am not like clo- necessarily closed off to achieving any sort of milestones that she might view as important. Um,
2: Listeners, I, j- I just want you to know that I... That's- uh, different that's a different statement than was a couple months ago which I'm not saying commits you to anything left or right but that that crack in an open mind wasn't there when you and I discussed this a couple months ago so what do you feel has changed what has caused this crack in a box we will say because we've talked about boxes in the past
3: yeah I think it's well one it's like a deeper understanding of my partner and what her needs and wants are and a growing need and desire to continue our relationship. Um, And outside of that, I think it's just one of the things that I think has gotten me this far in our relationship is remaining open to things that scare me. Um, And I think I'm, trying to continue to do that and i think like doing that has i've found i've made i've had like positive things happen in my life as a result of doing that yes to saying open to
2: things that scare you yes so i'm
3: hopefully i'm trying to continue to do that
2: yay oh i love that benjamin um so so in that light though like do you still feel like you struggle with some aspects of commitment because i'm so like I love the idea of of just facing like, okay, this is how I feel and it's hard, but I want to stay in something and I want to love my partner. And I want, you know, like just, just letting, letting a light of uh, letting a crack of light come in to see, like you're not committing another way to any, to any movement in one direction, but you're just being open and, and that's growth already and saying yes to things that scare you. Awesome. But are, is there any struggle still? Like, you know, you have yeah. struggled with a commitment in the past. Are you still struggling with commitment?
3: Absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a huge struggle of mine in my life and something that was, is, and probably always will be a struggle of mine because I'm a human being and our issues are la- probably going to be our issues for large periods of time. Well, what our specifically, life. like,
2: are you, are like, are you struggling with anything specific though?
3: Um, I don't know that it's anything specific other than, you know, fears of, of committing. I mean, that's, yeah, I think that's, that is specific enough, uh, that, yeah, I I, I am committed. Um, but that doesn't mean it doesn't scare me and that I don't have anxiety about it and that I don't occasionally, you know, think I'm going to be, screw it up and be a terrible partner. And that I, you know, like I said, I'm, trying to leave doors open to things that scare me, but they still scare me. Hmm. Um, And that makes keeping that door open, like, a very difficult thing.
2: Gotcha. So, you're over the year kissing, Mark. When you think back to the year since you first kissed up in the cold wilderness of Portland, Maine? No, that was Portland, Oregon.
3: Lewiston, Maine. Lewiston, Maine. But it was April. It I know, but cold.
2: I'm trying to paint it. I'm trying to paint a more remote, stark <laughs> picture of your courting. Um, do you have any major regrets about anything you've done or a rough point, something you've learned from that you're you're glad you're over? Or
3: uh, No, I, I don't have anything that I regret. I uh, I feel like I've been, I'm proud of myself for being a, I think, a good partner in my relationship, which I think is like the most important factor, the most important thing. I've certainly have not been perfect, but I, uh, I think I'm doing a good job and the things that I, you know, mistakes I maybe have made along the way I'm learning from. And, you know, you kind of prepped me with these questions beforehand and I'm thinking about it. I don't think there's a thing in my life that I've done that I regret.
2: So since So, yeah, listeners, we always prep each other and our guests with these questions. So since I did prep you with these questions um, and we shared with each other that we were worried that our partner's questions were much more awesome than our own to to each other. I was like, ah, your questions are so much better than mine. Um, But they've been thoughtful questions for ourselves. So what did sort of thinking through these questions about your relationship Um, Did you learn anything or anything new or reflect upon anything new that uh, for better or for worse has just sort of given you something that you're going to continue to chew upon?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I've learned more by saying it out loud and to you and getting your feedback. Mm -hmm. And like I, I have I really I'm realizing I have kind of come a long way and have gained ground in my commitment fears, which is something I knew, obviously, now that I'm in a relationship for about a year. But yeah, I mean, I think that's something to not, I'm constantly beating myself up on for not being further ahead of where I am in all aspects of my life, um, this being one of them, and I think I can, you know, take a second to, you know, reflect and feel positive about where I am with this.
2: And I think you should. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Well, I'm going to go back to eating potatoes. Do oh, you are you? Is you that, that what you're going to do? Or are I'm you going to actually that?
3: answer my questions when they come up?
2: Well, why don't you... No, I'm going to eat potatoes. <laughs> why, don't you tell, why don't you tell our peeps how they can become members? Okay,
3: I will. Before we take our break, a reminder that all of our 70-plus shows are available for a listen on iTunes, Stitcher, and at heritageradionetwork.org, and that we are only here because Heritage is a member-supported station. Our summer membership drive is in full effect, and we need our listeners to join us. Yes, we are card-carrying members, too. And becoming a member is super easy. Just head to heritageradionetwork.org, click on the beating heart in the upper right corner, and select a one-time or recurring package that looks right for you. We have a limited edition summer member thank-you gifts right now, like t-shirts and pins, and you'll be on the list for nifty members-only events as well. So thank you for helping us keep excellent food and lifestyle radio on the air this summer. We are always available to you as at love Bites Radio on social and via email as lovebites at heritageradionetwork.org. We will forever love you for supporting our work and our team. And now we're going to take a quick break.
1: This program is brought to you by Chefs Collaborative, a national nonprofit network with a mission to inspire, educate, and celebrate chefs and food professionals building a better food system. Chefs Collaborative members work to make sustainable practices second nature for every chef in the United States. Chefs Collaborative was founded in 1993 by visionary chefs including Rick Bayless and Alice Waters
3: And we are back and it's my turn <laughs> to dig into the soul, psyche and the baggage <laughs> of my dear friend Jacqueline. Um so yeah, what's up? Contrary to me, you've been single for the last year and not only single but like not really dating not really. at all. And Over the last year, actually, you announced about a year ago. June
2: 20th. June 20th on episode
3: episode 36 of Love Bites that you were embarking um, on some abstinence.
2: Yes. Well, okay. Yeah. So on June 20th on that show. I Not sexual abstinence. Not sexual abstinence. No. Um, I said, I'm going off of social media and dating apps for 40 days. And it was because it was a it was a mashup of, it was the Pulse nightclub shootings. If you want to listen to the episode, it was episode 36, I think we said. And um, yeah, it was the Pulse nightclub shootings that happened and a guy from Bumble had ghosted on me and I was just done with all of it and so I said for 40 days...
3: I like how those two things are like... Well, it was just like social media, <laughs>
2: dating, being online, I was done with it and it was just like that June 20th would take me through August and those 40 days off of the technology like spurred me into like, it was so life changing that I started this project called my year of abstinence. It's my of It ends on Wednesday. It ends June 21st on Wednesday
3: where you've been abstaining from all sorts of different all sorts of things, things, so things did, that you've been trying to kind of like cut yeah, out of your life.
2: Exactly. So after like the 40 days of social media, I did 90 days of shopping. I've done zero waste. I've done um, like a bunch of different things for periods of life.
3: Great. So my first yeah. question to you is how has abstaining from active pursuit of romantic relationships been unique to the other forms of abstinence you've practiced?
2: Well, cause I have not purposely abstained from dating. It's been sort of come and go. And, um, so the, basically that the habit thing, the year of abstinence has been at its core about taking out a habit and then seeing what happens in its place. And the sort of what's come from this entire year is it like, it's blown my mind. I did not expect it to, to do what it's done. But like, for example, like during the 90 days of no shopping, I wasn't allowed to buy anything I didn't need. So, like, I couldn't replace a lip, a chapstick, unless I used the whole chapstick or a lip gloss or a shampoo or anything, unless I, like, used it all. So, like, I realized, like, what I really actually use in life and what I need in life and what I value in life and what I like in life. And, like, so doing that with stuff like social media, with shopping, with food, with waste, with, like, everything, like, this entire year has helped me figure out, actually, like, what I love what I, the kind of people I like, what, who I am, like who, what I really love and value. And so the, but then on top of that, I've had one of the worst physical years with my illness that I've had in a long time. So that's where like the not dating part has sort of come in accidentally. They're not directly related. So the dating was not intentional. It was because of my illness, but because of the my year of abstinence project, I've had a lot of introspection. And so I've realized that like, what I need and value in other people and what I would need and value and enjoy in a romantic partner.
3: And do you have any specifics to share on? Yeah. Like that, that I've,
2: I've mentioned it on the show before that more than anything, I want a, a gentleman who is good and curious and passionate because if you're a good human being, you are obviously it's a big word, but you are a good human being. <laughs> if you are curious, you're going to listen to podcasts and read books and want to see movies and Uh, If you're passionate, you're going to wake up wanting to embrace the world and meet people and hopefully be creative and all those other things we can, you know, figure out as we go.
3: So is this newfound understanding of what you're looking for, this deepening understanding of what you're looking for, part of what's motivating you back into dating now? Like, why now?
2: Well, the part of my illness getting worse in the winter, and I am feeling better than I was a couple months ago, is that like, I mean, I, I have my, I like my time alone and it's physically safer to be alone, but I've also like, I really love the people in my life and I value them, but I'm spending too much time alone. And if I, if, if what I value is the presence and cherish time with others, and if I, what I want in a romantic partner is fun and safety and physical affection, um, and comfort and things like that, like I actually have to go out and find that like I can't just like I can't I would like to skip to the to the to the committed part I would like to skip to like the Netflix I know. And you and I are part. so different in that way like I don't need like the bubbly like the, the the butterflies like I would love to not care what I look like on a date and to like not get all dressed up like I would love just to like get to the like we're comfortable with each other and we can just enjoy and we're like in it but you can't jump to that like and so I have to go out there and date and I have to be online and I have to get to know people but like, so I have to do that because I do want to be with somebody and I want somebody good and passionate and creative and kind and caring. And so, and I need that too. Like I'm, I need somebody wonderful in my life. I'm spending too much time alone. Like I need people in my life. So, like but, that brings me, that brings me good things too. So you know? was it like, on a
3: whim? Cause I know, and we'll get to this, that you have your, you've started online dating like, again. Yeah, like a week ago. Yeah. So like, was it that just like a whim well, or no, had it been I mean, something like you been thinking about? I have been
2: over the couple, I have been over the wind. I have been for months like popping back on, but the guys are douchebags. And so then like b- the bad things happen and I go back off. Like I'm only going to do it if I'm finding value in it, but online dating can still, I, I take back the douchebag word. That's a mean word. That's but just, true. But true. Like, you know, like I would do it and then guys would just be stupid and I'm not going to do it unless it's bringing me joy. I like a reverse Marie Kondo now. That's like my thing. I only bring stuff into my life if it brings me joy. And so like I would do it for a couple of weeks. I do it for not even a couple of weeks, even a couple of days and like, it just got, it would be stupid. And I, or like guys would, you know, ghost on a text and I would be like, this is stupid. And I would leave. So what
3: you're saying now is that it's bringing you some joy. We'll get to that yes. in a moment. Um, yes. but, first but like,
2: I, no, no, but the timing was that two weeks ago I realized like I'm being, I'm being too introspective. I'm spending too much time alone. This is not, it's not healthy to enjoy spending too much time alone if what I want is a committed relationship. I have to like get out of my comfort zone. I have to leave my space. And people do bring me like I can only have. I have I have you, Benjamin, my darling friend. I have our friend who I call Muffin, my darling Lindsay. I've got my brother and my mother and a couple Hi, of Muffin. good friends. Hi Muffin. Hi Lindsay. Um, you know I've got a couple friends who I love who don't drain my energy. Who I love like I enjoy the time with people I love so much more. If I'm gonna bring a man into that space, I gotta go meet the man. Like I you know so it was just I pushing myself to do it. Great. Thank you.
3: So is there, now that you are pushing yourself to do it, Mm. a new approach or a new perspective that you're bringing to dating now that you've taken some time away? Yes,
2: because with a whole abstinence project too, like I see my shit. I've been spending so much time this past year. Like I see the good in my life. Like, and I own it. Like I own my nerdy stuff. Like I know myself, I know myself so much better now. Like really, it's like, I'm happy. Like I'm, I'm happy. And I know and I own my nerdy shit. Like what would be but, left if you
3: didn't own the nerdy
2: shit? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> shut up.
3: <laughs> You're such
2: an asshole. But I but I'm proud of it. Like I'm totally like much more at peace with who I am and I I'm very present. I'm so damn in the moment. It's ridiculous. Like I'm really like I'm like i I really feel like Kimmy Schmidt a lot, like inside my head. I don't express it, but I feel like I'm unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Like it's ridiculous inside my head. It's crazy up in here. But like I see my walls. I definitely see my walls and I see how I've put them up with men in the past.
3: Do you see them? So you not, you say you see them when you put them up in the past. Yeah. Are you able to feel them when they come up now? Yes. What is that? Can you explain <sighs> what that feels like at all and yeah, how you recognize f- that?
2: Yeah. Well, I know where they go in my body. I feel my throat clench up and I feel my heart clench up. I feel, it feels physical. Like I feel my throat clenches up. All of my, my emotion goes into my throat. I know that about myself. Um, and then my chest closes up. I feel everything sort of come into the center. Um, I feel I can feel myself, and then and then because also with my illness, my when my body shuts down, I focus. Everything comes inside. Like I pull into myself, and it's like I have to put blinders on in order to move forward. And I know that I like when I put when I put up walls. It's it's for it's to get through a day. It's to it's survival mode. That's what my walls are. It's to survive. And so the problem is it's being strong. It's putting up walls to fortify myself.
3: So how do you combat that? Or do you combat that?
2: I do. I want to, it's about being, it's about letting other people in. It's about letting somebody take care of me. It's about being vulnerable and I'm scared shitless to do it. But like I've realized I've been thinking about with the last couple of guys I've dated that I lied to them a lot. Like I, or, or I just didn't tell them that I was not feeling well. That I, was, that I was feeling really, really sick. And I didn't make better choices while I was feeling sick. Like, if I was alone, I would have been like, all right, I'm not doing this now. I'm going to do this instead. But because I was with a guy and we had made a plan and we were going to do something, I just, like, let adrenaline push me through. And I took more pills and didn't tell them I was taking pills to, like, get myself through something. What was and the fear I, of letting them in? I like to be strong and independent and capable, And I don't like to be seen as somebody who is incapable and vulnerable and needs to be taken care of because I don't like letting illness define me. And I don't. It's really hard to be vulnerable and to let somebody take care of you and to see that you need to be. It's hard. It's hard to be vulnerable in about anything, I think like it's hard for anybody to be vulnerable. And when it's something that you don't have control over when it's my body that I'm trying to take care of. I want to protect my body too. You like I feel like I'm I'm separate from my body. My my spirit is separate from my body. So I'm trying to just be I'm trying to talk to my body and keep it calm. And so me like letting somebody else in is a little, you know, it's it's vulnerable. But but through this period of not dating and really having to take care of my body and embracing solitude and then also this year i started letting people help me more i started letting my brother and letting my mother and my grandmother was cooking for me and i started talking to people about this idea of accepting help more and i want to do that in a relationship from the beginning i don't want like i don't want to go into something dishonest
3: once you start once you start a pattern of dishonesty like that it gets much harder to That's pull back right than if you like Set a precedent for yourself and for the relationship
2: That's what I right figured away. and yeah. also now that I'm Aware of it it would feel like I wasn't Aware of it before I knew what I was doing But I wasn't aware that I was being dishonest to the other Person now that I'm aware of it It wouldn't feel right to go into it That way
3: so Speaking of going into it <laughs> you're Going into it with someone right Now it's so
2: new it's so new that I feel It's brand new about it.
3: you've had two Great dates with a new guy do we have a nickname For him not yet, yet. Okay.
2: um No, not
3: yet. No. Okay. Well, I wanna live a little as the guy who's, you know, has the proverbial ball ball and chain chain and has (laughs) been in a relationship (laughs) for a year and I'm going through the deepening stuff, I wanna live vicariously through you on like the brand new early excitement that you say you don't want and need, but let's be honest, it's really fun. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you could just walk me through the details right now of like what you're feeling and thinking from like the you know little things that are actually oh. happening and the kisses and all that to like yeah. whatever premature future fantasies you might be having.
2: Oh my goodness, that's a lot. Well, I'm I was caught off guard. I went online on Monday of last week, and he messaged me on Monday, and we went out on a lunch date Wednesday and a dinner date Thursday, and talked for several hours yesterday, and we're going out again tomorrow. And I'm caught off guard by how kind and sweet and loving and good and I'm yeah I'm very I'm smitten I'm smitten Aww. I don't th- I don't remember the last time I've gotten to know somebody as kind um and loving and he's creative he's a creative person and he's close I mean he says things to me where he says things admiring to me that I'm thinking about him and I don't s- articulate it and he artic- articulates it and it catches that catches me off guard too he's very he's very. Communicative and honest and easy to talk to. I feel very at ease with him and that is very that is very comforting and very um that is very nice. I don't know. are, Are
3: you the type of person who does this? I I've been guilty of this in the past, like where your irrational mind wanders off into like what the future is gonna be like with this guy and picturing
2: I'm not because I'm because there, because I have this elephant of my... I've got this elephant of this vessel that I live in, which he knows about. Um, and he's paid me some very kind, very um, very empathetic compliments like, that have caught me off guard as well that have sort of blown me away that are very just compassionate, insightful compliments that I'm just very... Like he remembers things that I say briefly and comes up with things that I wouldn't think somebody... But, it, but if there's doesn't feel like there's a lot of pressure he's not dramatized like I find that men when they hear about my illness often take it very seriously or put me on a pedestal or have a white knight sort of thing and that can be problematic and so far he's not dramatizing my illness which is nice um so but because of my illness I can't I don't think too far ahead because in the past <laughs> that's beca- that's it's hurt you yeah
3: so you Cut yourself off from having that, or you just don't even have the impulse.
2: I cut myself off yeah. from thinking that. Okay. Yeah. All
3: right. Yeah. <laughs> well, so speaking of your illness, how is your body feeling right now?
2: Not good. I like. But, I mean, but well, my my baseline is like not good, but I'm happy. That's the thing. Like, I'm actually like I'm. I'm, I'm not having a good year, um and I don't know what's up, and that's frustrating. Um, but I'm. I'm ha- I'm happier than I was a year ago, so that's a little absurd.
3: You've talked a little bit about how you're going to handle the fears that come up because of your illness in the relationship and the walls that come up. But how how about the actual practical realities of your illness as far as like it plays into dating right now?
2: Um I told I dropped the fact that I have a chronic illness at the end of our first date when I gave him my online information, because it's obviously like in my social. And if you look up my name, you can find it in on the show and on my essays and things like that. Um, and then we talked about it openly on our second date. And then we were supposed to talk on Saturday night and I was too sick. And my brain, when I go, like I become, you've, you've heard me (laughs) like, i become like, I don't, I, my neurological symptoms get messy. And so I just texted him and I asked him if we could not talk because I was too sick. And he was great about it. Like I was nervous to, text him and he, again he didn't dramatize it I was trying not so I'm trying to not um, to just slowly introduce him to that because that is my fear my fear is like what is the line like when it, when is my illness going to be too much of a problem because I would understand it's been a problem in the past sometimes it's when I've been less sick you know like I got dumped for not being able to go to the gym with a guy <laughs> you know like that's and, and, and that's fair so it's like will there be a line for this guy and if so where when is it um, and I would think that's fair. So like, that's, so I'm just gonna, so it's just about like not overwhelming somebody with information and letting him get to know me and letting him get to decide and, and letting me get to know him too. Like it's, so, it's a week, like I don't know this person. So it's just like, enjoy, I'm just enjoying getting to know him. He's given me nothing to not like about him so far.
3: Which is awesome. Which is awesome. And,
2: like I can't. I'm not thinking about it too seriously because anytime I start thinking about it too seriously, I think about something really sweet that he said and it makes me smile. So like, why would I think about it too seriously right now? And
3: I just want to feed back to you because you were feeding back to me some things during while you were interviewing me that when we started um, on this show talking about these types of issues, one of the questions you had was like, when do I tell someone? How early is it? Yeah. Too early to tell someone? Like, and that was a. Th- a sen- and it's a sense with
2: every guy. Yeah, it's but it been, was a sense yeah. of
3: there was a sense of dread and fear and concern about it for you that now feels like you're owning your reality a little more. And well, it's a
2: lot more real now than it was two years ago. It's a lot. It's worse now. In a, I mean, like I can't. I did think the night before the date, I was like, "Am I being stupid by even going out on a date?" But I'm happy with who I am. I have an illness and it's not my fault. I can't abstain from it. I've tried. I can't take out my illness. There's nothing I can do about that. And I'm still pretty fucking happy with my life, you know. Like so, you know, would I rather would I rather date or would I rather not date? I don't (laughs) know. Yeah, I would rather date. Right. Speaking of would I rather would I rather not, like my segue. I do. All right, let's boom through this because our show is long. We gotta go. So we're finishing our our show today with our game would you rather would you rather not we gotta go fast because we I chatted a lot so so it's just there's no winners or losers it's just would you rather would you rather not let's do our food question first okay Ben
3: would you rather date an amazing cook yes who refuses Uh to eat your cooking or allow you to be a part of his cooking process or someone who loves your cooking but expects you to cook every meal and not help with the dishes
2: Oh my God. I would rather an amazing cook who would never let me help. Yes.
3: Or never let you cook or. Yeah, no, that's fine. I thought you love cooking. Though. I do.
2: Okay. I do. But I cook for every man and nobody ever cooks for me. Okay. And so I'm done and I'm tired. I'm done. If he's an amazing cook, fine. He can cook for me the rest of my right. life. I put my fucking feet up. Yeah. Okay. I'm swearing on the show. I love it. So, so mine is actually very similar. Would you rather cook Deanna's favorite meal, her favorite home cooked meal, or have her cook your favorite home cooked meal? Would you rather give a, would you rather give
3: a receive? I think I'd rather cook for her.
2: See, that would be my normal, but you gave me so many freaking caveats in your question. <laughs> okay, next.
3: Um. Okay. This one's kind of deep okay. and speaks to what we were just talking about. Uh-oh. Would you rather be completely free of your chronic illness from this point forward but never be able to find a committed romantic relationship ever? Or... Continue on with your unpredictable, debilitating health issues, but find your lifelong romantic partner today.
2: I would give up my illness. Yeah, I'd give up being sick and be single forever. Okay, your number, um, oh, would you rather Deanna get famous and move to LA and leave you? Deanna. Deanna. Why am I saying Deanna? I don't know. Did I just say it for the first time? I don't know. All right. Would you rather Deanna get famous and move to L.A. or Deanna get pregnant?
3: Famous and move to L.A. <laughs> okay,
2: that's what I favorite. But she leaves you. Like, you break up. She leaves you. She gets famous. She, like, shoots to stardom. You never see her again. Ugh. Or she gets pregnant and you have a family.
3: I'm going to say famous and move to L.A. Because I know she doesn't want to get pregnant and have a family either. So, oh,
2: I didn't I, know that about her when yeah, I wrote the question. Yeah.
3: So, I don't think she would want that. And so, I would say famous and leaves me and moves to LA. And I would think that if she's leaving me behind and doesn't want to be with me anymore, that would be her choice too. And so, I'd rather have something happen for her that she wants than having Oh, something when I wrote that question, that I thought into.
2: you both wanted children. That's why.
3: Mm.
2: Oh, all right. Number three.
3: Okay. Who would you rather? Um, I'm, I'm going to lighten it up for you on this one. Who would you rather show up on a first date on as your person that shows up to meet you on a first date someone who looks um incredible dresses great smart passionate and emotionally mature but emits a pungent pungent body odor (laughs) that bothers you and the people at the tables surrounding you
2: oh my goodness
3: or a person who um looks great smells great but can only answer you in one word answers a wow okay yeah that's a, that's a hard one. That's a tough that's a one,
2: Yeah, That's I can one. Yeah, but I can do, I can do something it. about body odor. I cannot do something about...
3: But in the moment, can you? Like, how would you address that? Okay, we won't. We, won't, we, won't, we can't yeah. really have time to get into this. Okay,
2: would you rather Deanna get drunk and kiss a stranger, or would you rather you get drunk and vomit during an audition? A big audition.
3: Her kiss a stranger. Really? Yeah, that doesn't... Uh, uh, she and I have different feelings on this. Like, oh. a little make-out like, wouldn't bother me, I don't think, that much.
2: Deanna, I just give you your out. <laughs> all right, Well, all right, listeners. Well, that is Ben's out for the next couple of weeks. He is gone until the 17th. So join me See here next me week. <laughs> so join me next week as author Jen Dahl returns. You might remember her from our Single and Fabulous or the Very Best Single Ladies Roundtable Show Ever episode. And she'll be my you for the week. So come back as we ask There's each other no questions me. about single There's lady no life me. and experiences and what we've learned about the hard stuff. Until then, thank you to our engineer Vitor. Our theme song is Give Love by Josh D. We are Jacqueline Arpozo and Ben Rosenblatt. And Love Bites will be back at the same time next week here at Heritage Radio Network. See
0: ya.
3: Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter.